Um, kindly remain standing with me as we read the word of God as deference and respect for the word of God. I take my reading this morning from the book of Joshua. I'm going to read from um, chapter 14. I'm going to read verse 6 to 9 and then skip over to 13 to 15. And here begins the reading of God's word this morning. Subtitled, Caleb requests his land. A lot of people never have paid attention to this part of the scripture. A delegation from the tribe of Judah, led by Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, came to Joshua at Gilgal. And Caleb said to Joshua, remember what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, about you and me when we're in Kadesh Barnea. Verse 7. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and gave an honest report. But my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land for my part. Let me speak for myself. I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. So that day Moses solemnly promised me that the land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be your grant of land and that of your descendants forever. Why? Because you wholeheartedly followed the Lord your God. In verse 13, Caleb had to respond to the request for the land. So Joshua blessed Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and gave Hebron, nothing less than that, gave Hebron to him as his portion of land. Hebron still belongs to the descendants of Caleb, the son of Jehuneh, the Kenizzite, because he, what? Wholeheartedly followed the Lord, the God of Israel. Verse 15b says, and the land had rest from war. This morning, I bring you the word of the Lord for grace assembly for every one of us at this point in time entitled wholeheartedness this makes the whole difference wholeheartedness it makes all the difference father i pray this morning that haven't heard the theme or the title of the message of the lord by the holy spirit that we will start out with a wholeheartedness attending our ears and our hearts to what, what thus saith the Lord. And may that which we hear today uh, resonate in every area of our lives to bring us to the place where we can request for our own land too. And we will receive that which God wants us to have. Thank you for loving us so much for speaking to us the very present truth. We give glory and praise to the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen, amen and amen. amen. You may be seated. Wholeheartedness. 
This makes all the difference. Can you help me be the preacher unto the Lord this morning and help me tell two people wholeheartedness? This makes all the difference. I can't hear you. Wholeheartedness. Look at somebody in the eye. This is what makes all the difference. It means stop struggling. Stop complaining. Stop just praying. There is, there is an ingredient called wholeheartedness. It takes you from where you used to be, uh, adds what is missing, and makes all the difference. This morning, the first thing I want to do is to catch your attention just in case you missed it. The promise of the land of the, the, the land of Canaan, which is the promised land, was not to individuals. No, 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 no. The promise was supposed to be to the 12 tribes of Israel so that every tribe will get an allocation and their elders will now share out. Now, this man, Caleb, is from the tribe of Judah. Hello. You see, I need some wholeheartedness in my in your response to me, I said hello. I said hello. God gave a promise and said, I'm gonna give the land flowing will meek and honey to all the tribes, 12 tribes of Israel. And when the time came to share it out, they were sharing tribe by tribe. And one man had the audacity to step up to the face of the man of God to make a claim for his particular land. Apart from the fact that Judah had an allocation, and Judah means praise. Anybody that praises God will get a good allocation. Where is that kind of amen I want to hear? Judah means praise. So, hey, this man was from the tribe of praise. Was a wholehearted follower of the Lord. So, he got an allocation of those that praise. And then he stepped into another allocation of those that are wholehearted. The Bible says when he made the claim, let me read that again. A delegation from the tribe of Judah led by Caleb came to Joshua and said, Remember what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, which means your august self about you and about me. He says, I was 40 years old when this happened, when we went to explore the land. My brothers gave the wrong report, but I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. And so that day, Moses didn't just promise. Solemnly, which means he swore that the land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be your personal grant of land and that of your, your descendants forever because specifically for this reason the reason why this word is coming to us is don't miss this don't let nobody fool you that some half-hearted empty-hearted following the lord works that well you may get an allocation in the general spectrum but on the individual level you got nothing God has nothing for you. But that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. It said, because you wholeheartedly follow the Lord my God. The subtitle in my own Bible says, Joshua requests his land. He didn't request the land for Judah. And in verse 13, 
That was, we read only verses 7 to 9. In verse 13, Joshua had to answer. So Joshua's response was to bless Caleb and gave him as his own portion Hebron. If only you know what Hebron stands for. If only you know how special Hebron was. And it still belongs to the descendants of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, because he wholeheartedly followed the Lord, the Lord is God, and that land had rest from war. There is something about the kind of land God gives to wholehearted people. Let me break down wholeheartedness. Just in case some people don't understand. Or will somebody help me in church? Let me ask a question. Anybody that can tell me what you understand by wholeheartedness, I'm going to pronounce a blessing from the altar of the Lord. What does wholeheartedness mean to you? Anybody, any word that comes to your mind, wholeheartedness. Huh? Giving your all, may the Lord bless you, grant you the desires of your heart. The what? Unreserved commitment, double measure of blessing upon you in the name of the Lord. I need only one more person. I have one more blessing. Just one more blessing. Huh? From the depth of your heart, yes? Without holding back. Okay, I share the blessing amongst both of you in Jesus' mighty name. Because <laughs> I love both of you. I don't want to give only one person. See the kind of pastor I am. I just use style to divide it. Nobody's going on empty-handed in Jesus' name. I want, to, I want to do some a comparative. Sometimes when you don't understand something or the extent of something, just compare it to something else. Wholeheartedness as against half-heartedness. Do you want a relationship with somebody who is half-hearted in the relationship? But it is not empty-hearted. It is still half-hearted. But they say that half-bread is better than none now. Ah, so half-bread is not better than none. Not in regard with relationship. I, so you get it. Now, I wonder why people think God is different from you. Why is it that we think we can do half-hearted and God, you got to be cool with that. But when you want a girl, a guy, or you want a marital partner or, so, or a business partner, you don't want somebody that's half-hearted. I thought what is good should be good. What is good for the gander should be good. What is good for the goose should be good for the gander. God is talking to somebody. I said God is talking to somebody. Wholeheartedness versus half-heartedness compared also to empty-heartedness. You know what it means to be empty-hearted? You are there, but you are somewhere else. You, you hire somebody in an executive level in your office. They're there physically, but their heart is somewhere else. It's a, it's a matter of the heart and that is the heart of the matter. How much of your heart is in your relationship with the Lord? Wholeheartedness is complete, sincere, and determined. I said determined devotion without any form of hesitation. 
Oh, it's up on the screen. Thank you. Wholeheartedness. Oh, no. That's the comparative. Do you you have this one? Wholeheartedness is, read with me, complete, sincere, and determined devotion without any form of hesitation. Where is Chioma? Your, Your testimony this morning fits right into my... She's in children's church again or teenage church. She's always in one department or the other. Her, her testimony fits into my, my message this morning. She came to see me and she had really swollen legs. And my little knowledge of medicine made me say, hmm, could this be a kidney problem or heart problem? So she ran some tests, so many tests, and she ran out of money. And there was still some more. And I said, you've got to do the test because I didn't want her to know what I knew. Looks really bad. So it took a while. She did the test. She didn't tell me that they said the test was negative. I didn't see her for a while. But on Wednesday, I sat down there. She was wearing only flat something slightly better than bathroom slippers. Something not... Honestly, going... You know, when ladies have to wear something near bathroom slippers, not be small thing, no. You don't mind. We can wear something and we're off it. She was leading praise and worship. This is what happened. And I saw her wearing very nice heeled shoes. And she matched this way. She matched the way I... The ankle that I knew used to be this fat. Was normal. The feet that I knew that looked like they inflated it with like balloon was normal. How it fitted into the shoe, I could not understand. I I was waiting for her to demonstrate some pain. You know, when you manage your pain, she was was going up and down. She was completely oblivious. So I made up my mind. I said, this girl has received healing, but she doesn't know. So I promised myself I was going to call her to ask her. It was last night that I remembered. I said, Shoma, did I not see you wearing heels on Sunday? He said, yes. She didn't tell you the real story. She has flat shoes. She keeps in the choir robe room. So when she got to church, removing the bathroom slippers, she can manage very well. She has these flat shoes that look more decent. She went to look for it there. She couldn't find it. She started quarreling with the superintendent of the facility that, did you carry my slippers? I said, do I look like a woman to wear your slippers? So the fight was up and down. And this way, this shoes she had left there for a long time. I don't know. She now saw those shoes. It didn't occur to her. Service was about to start. So she just shoved her feet, strapped the shoes. She wasn't thinking. She was in a trance. She was meditating on being wholeheartedly the lead singer for the service. She was not cognizant of her pain, of her health situation. She was just leading. So I said, it's not you I saw. I saw you wearing heels, kind of like mustard color. How did you get your feet inside it? Your feet used to be big. He said, come to think of it, I don't know. I said, since that time, have you checked your feet? He said, it's true. I said, if you can wear high heel shoes to church day, it will confirm that whilst you are being wholehearted, God solved the problem for you. This morning, I saw her walk up here. And 
It's gone. You see, it's one thing for the doctor to say your test is negative, but your situation is still the same. They said they couldn't say it, but the situation was the same. And that's the worst one. When you go for test, they can't find what is wrong with you, and you're still sick. That is quarter to die. Though it's not good news though, when they say they can't say anything, but you're still sick. Uh, ah, devil can't hide the matter from the x-ray machine. Can we give a round of applause to God who rewards the, the wholehearted servant of the Lord? Do you know what she said? She said, because I couldn't wear shoes and I couldn't walk well, I couldn't do choir because it would be obvious. He said, I went to children's church where I don't need to be seen. I went to the teenage church, but in spite of what she was going through, she did not stop serving. That is the definition of wholeheartedness. There are too many people with a slight little problem, you stop serving the Lord. There are too many people with a little problem, you complain as if the Lord has done you no good. She just kept moving from one department to another department. And I don't know how they brought her to the choir. And she looked for the first pair of shoes she could wear. Completely oblivious. I want to pray this morning that somebody, a problem they're used to that you don't even notice it anymore. Somebody will tell you it's not there anymore. You will look for it. You will not find it anymore. Father, let it be so. Let that anointing flow through everybody, every family in Grace Assembly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Chama, I look for her again. She has gone to serve in another, another hidden department. Wow. What am I talking about? The opposite of wholeheartedness is to be flighty and to be inconsistent. Say that with me. The opposite of wholeheartedness is to be flighty, inconsistent, and whimsical. Should I explain whimsical? I'm sure they say, he don't start. Now, nah, lawyer, he don't start. He don't start again. My sister said, <laughs> whimsical is you do it when you feel like. Help me look at somebody in the eye. Say, pastor sent me to you. You know, say, do you know what whimsical is? You come to church when you feel like. You give an offering when you feel like. And when you don't feel like, I beg. Because church, you can't be arrested for not coming to church. I can't serve you notice to quit if you don't give an offering. So whimsical is what a lot of people practice. But as much as I don't want to join issues with you, you're missing out on the blessing of the wholehearted. This morning, I did not program the testimonies, but wholeheartedness was demonstrated here. And we'll see what it means. We will not miss it in Jesus' mighty name. Another thing about not being wholehearted is you, you, you follow from afar. You, you don't follow the Lord closely. You're partly following the church or the world, and you're partly following the world. Hmm. You're casually following the Lord, and you're casually following where you used to come from. Wholehearted is total. David says, as the deer pants 
after the water broke. So my soul longeth after you. It didn't say my soul wants. My soul longs and yearns after you. It says in the morning, my prayer will come to you. In the, in the noon time, my song will be unto the Lord. At the night time, my, my worship will be with you. No time of the day will I not be wholehearted. I read something to you. Another word for wholehearted. Um, in the New King James Version, verses 8 to 9, I'm almost done. It says, nevertheless, this is Caleb speaking to Joshua. My brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord. Not wholeheartedly, wholly. That is W-H-O-L-L-Y. I did it with my every being, with everything. And 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 Moses said, because you have wholly followed the Lord your God, this is what is going to happen. I need to bring one other example. And some women, like Minister, say maybe saying good for my husband. You see, he's talking about Caleb. You are not wholehearted. I'm coming to get the women. I'm coming for you. In the scripture, Ruth, chapter 1, verses 16 to 17, somebody say wholeheartedness. You see, you're not even saying it wholeheartedly. I'm still waiting for you to do it right. In the book of Ruth, I, I wish I had time to read the preceding um, verses. Ruth and Oprah, they were friends, married to two brothers. The boys died. Things went bad. And when it was time for the mother-in-law to go, they kind of followed her up to a point. And you see, half-hearted people will follow you to a point. But they won't follow you to the end. So they followed halfway to the gateway to outside the city. And so, Oprah went back, the Bible says, to her people and to her God. And Naomi said, you two, follow your sister. It's okay to be half-hearted. You don't try now. Listen to what this woman said. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you or to go back on following after you. For wherever you go, I will go. And wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die I will die and there I will be buried. The Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts you and me. Kai! What a woman. Hello. I, I want an exclamation from me. I say what a woman. What do you think the reaction of Naomi was when she heard such words? Somebody. How, if you were Naomi and your daughter-in-law that could have gone back like her other one said that to you, what would be your feeling? What would be your expression? What, what would you say? Somebody help me. Where are the women? 
What would you say if your daughter-in-law, you lost your husband, you lost your two sons, you're going broke back to where you're coming from and they escorted you to the gate of the city and the half-hearted one turns her back and you're trying to, you know, say, don't let me make your life difficult, just go. And the person said, never, not on your life. What would you say? If you born a daughter in, from your womb, can she say any better? It doesn't get any better. If I were Naomi, I would just say, wow. Where did that come from? Jehovah heard. The Jehovah heard the wholeheartedness of a daughter-in-law. You don't have to be a daughter to become, you don't have to be a, a, a daughter, a biological daughter to be a real daughter. This is a daughter-in-law that spoke better than a daughter. Wholeheartedness will, will single you out of the crowd. You know, everybody is claiming to be a Christian. Everybody is claiming to be a pastor. But, but wholeheartedness is a test of who is who. Naomi must have said a quiet prayer. Say, Father, if this girl does what she did, what she said, you are, you are the God of Israel. You are going to bless this girl for me. As the Lord leaves before whom nobody shall lie. When they got to Israel, she said one thing. I don't have time. To, when you get there, check the scripture further down. Naomi says, is it not time for me to settle you? The woman said, she went out and brought food for her. First day. She went out and brought food for her. Second day. He said, is it not time for me to settle you in your husband's house? She called on the covenant of her God as the Lord leaves. This fairly used woman, because she was married, and the marriage did not even produce a child, so she must have high fertility issues. This fairly used fertility, fertility problem woman was now the one that overtook all the virgins of Israel to marry the billionaire prince of God called Boaz. And she became the great-grandmother of King David. I see some half-hearted clapping, you know. You know, what is with this half-hearted? If you want to clap, clap. If you don't want to clap, no problem. A fairly used Moabite. She was not Jewish. She should not have had half a chance. She was fairly used and she had a record of being married before... And those days, if your husband dies young, people will avoid you. They carry their sons away for you. Say, as their husband, no one kill, make one kill my own son. They grew dead. And she had the history of not being able to conceive. Wholeheartedness. Boaz, the man of God. Boaz, the man of covenant. Boaz, the multi-billionaire. Looked past all the ladies that were virgins. Looked past and said, this is the one I want. And she gave back to Obed. And Obed gave back to Jesse. And Jesse gave back to David. From zero to hero. A word is sufficient for the wise. 
I close with this scripture, James 1. I'm going to read verses 6b to 7. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version of the Bible. It's up on the screen. The New Testament brings it home. It says, For he that wavereth, half-hearted, is the word waver. For he that's half-hearted, <laughs> wavers is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and toss. For let not that man or woman think that he or she shall receive anything from the Lord. I'm going to ask you to rise. Wholeheartedness, it makes all the difference. Choir, I want you to help me. I'm not even going to ask you to pray. I'm going to ask you to sing a song, a very spiritual song for the moment. It, it's titled, Lord, I give you my heart. Lord, I give, give you my heart. I give you my soul. Somebody lift up your hand to the Lord. Live for you, my Lord. Every breath that I take.